Mic check one two, mic check one two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the podcast with Shizo, episode 16. I am your host, Shizo. Uh, salutations to everybody, uh, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, we hope you can continue supporting us. If this is your first time tuning in to our show, uh, you can catch up with the old episodes and all that cool stuff. So yeah, uh, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Cultural Stimulation Incorporated. Um, so yeah, let's get down to business now that the formality is out of the way. Um, I always try to come up with some, like, you know, some intro of some sorts to sort of um, get the listener, you, our esteemed audience, uh, ready for what we're about to talk about today. But I don't have a background story for this. Um, you know, sometimes uh, in life, we have pre- preconceived notions. Maybe you see uh, images on social media of a person and you draw to your own conclusion. You, you hear music, you hear what people say about other people and things of that nature. And basically, I say that to say this. Uh, my guest today is a person who I had preconceived notions about based on Uh, other people's opinions and based on the little uh, limited uh, experience I had with him and what I saw. But in actuality, when I got to speak with him and uh, we, we even worked on a lot of stuff and things like that, I found out that, oh shit, um, sometimes uh, you can have the wrong impression of somebody and just simply communicating or having a chat with them would help uh, bridge the gap between your differences and bridge the gap in whatever sorts of way. So basically my guest today is a person I had preconceived notions about, but when we got to talking, we worked on some projects together, I realized that, oh, this is just a good guy and society had their view about him and blah, 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 blah. So our guest today is none other than, he's a, he's a producer, he's a graphic designer, he's a brand uh, owner he's all sorts of things but all around creative and an entrepreneur and somebody who i just feel uh needs a platform to express the artistic side i'm talking about no other than kalushi's own general care welcome to the show sir thank you very much mr shizo it's a pleasure being on your show you're welcome bro you're welcome yeah I'm glad to have you here today. I'm glad to be here as well. <laughs> um, you heard what I was saying in the intro about preconceived notions, blah, blah, blah. Would Is that something you would say to be true, that people have a certain image of you, but when they get to know you, there are other layers that they perhaps haven't peeled back? Uh, well, before I start to answer your question, let me introduce myself. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I got too excited. Introduce yourself, yeah. sir. Uh, my name is Kavnika Changwe, and uh, I'm a male from Kalulushi, born and bred in Kalulushi, yes. So, um... Kopala. Nifuwewa Kopala Wakamba. Nituliwa Kono. So, uh, um, getting to your question. Well, um, yeah, I do believe people have, uh, you said... Uh, preconceived notions yeah yeah they do have preconceived notions uh towards let me not put the thing in uh, as a basic thing but i'll just s- summarize it to my well-being myself yeah many people uh perceive 
uh, wrong things about me, I should say. Like, according to the image that they build themselves or they hear or what they come up with uh, when they combine the two. Very few people would take that chance to, like, just take time to, like, know me as a person themselves. They actually hate me or think other things before they actually get to knowing what this person is about. Would but, you say would you say you're approachable or not? Uh had I been another me myself, I think I would approach myself, but I think there's just that element of intimidation by people. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know where that comes from, but I'm a very free person. Yeah. A very free person. Definitely even you speaking from your behalf, like you said, mm-hmm. you heard things before. Yeah. So like my question to you is mm. maybe you are the one who's supposed to be questioning me, but what led to you not to just take that step yourself? Well, this is because uh I knew you from way before, but I don't think you remembered me. Anyway, but I knew you from way before we recorded music before we chilled, we have mutual friends. So then mm-hmm. uh when I saw you in another environment now uh, the same preconceived notions that they said about it, but I'm like, no, but I, I know this guy. We we did music, we chilled, it's chilled and all that. But anyway, which leads me to my next question now. Uh, after we reignited our friendship, yeah. if you would call it that, okay. uh, I, I got to understand about what you are working on and you, you still carried on even what we did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, just take us through the production uh, or rather... Just take us through all the services that you offer as a producer, as your brand, everything. Uh, speaking of the brand, the brand name is uh, Mexican Entertainment Media. Mm-hmm. We are more into like sound production, that's music. And now we actually now ventured a bit into recording of podcasts. Mm-hmm. All thanks to you, Mr. Shizo. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we are also into, I should say, events that we haven't been uh, working on a lot of late because the music part really took up most of the time. But uh, talking about the music, uh, me as a producer, I do recording, uh, mastering, mixing, and uh, making of beats as well. Engineering. Which, as yeah, well. which uh, of I'm thinking of dropping a flag on. That's that's the beats part because it's very much time consuming, but. Not much to worry about. I've got some confidence in a, a, a man right here, Mr. D. West, who I'm going to leave it up to. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got some spectacular work there coming through. So at least he can help me uh, carry some of the weight while I uh, start to focus more on the production mainstream. Yeah, and other aspects of the brand. Yeah, the other aspects, saying uh, the events, because, you know, people want to chill, you know what I mean, huh? Mm-hmm. No lie, there is money in shows. So actually, we are actually known for mm-hmm. the events, not the music. But because of the amount of people I would have coming to record and those who have the interest and the zeal in music, we tended to focus more on that, which is okay, which was coming up well, I should say. But uh, we're getting back into the venture of events. I'm sure by before the year end, we should be hosting something. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is this is going to be a difficult question, so brace yourself. Sure. <laughs> this is episode 16 of the podcast with Shizo, meaning we've had 15 prior guests 
out of those they've been producers but all of them have been artistic in some way shape or form but just to zero in or to focus on producers music producers there are hundreds and thousands millions of producers in the world what sets you apart why should people take time out of whatever they're doing and just be like okay let me let me give this guy a chance let me rock with him what's unique about you music yeah like for you, music has to be unique you know what i mean it's an understanding of a certain vibe that draws the attention of a listener mm-hmm. you know what i mean i take time to listen to like so much music and look at what's being listened to the most at the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. so for example like let's talk about um the generation of the 90s and 2000s mm-hmm. it's more about trap hip hop or trap you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i would focus myself like i focused myself on just trapping on the beats you know what i mean mm-hmm. which i'm doing good like trust me the feel of the trap itself would be something that's just going to call your ear to listen to this uh, kind of arrangement yeah so it's just actually putting in work on making your work unique you know what i mean huh? mm-hmm. but as much as it's difficult to just get a hold of listeners but everything begins with a step you know what i mean huh? i wouldn't expect to produce something and expect 2 million people to listen to at a go mm-hmm. i would start by 5 10 those 10 people are going to tell their friends who are going to tell their friends before you know it you're at a million yeah so like i'm not in any rush to actually like get myself at that point but what is uh, the main goal right now is to get that uniqueness out of what you're doing and if you're doing anything with a passion it's not that difficult to actually achieve anything okay so basically in a nutshell uh listeners esteemed audience i think he's talking about uh it's passion the the passion that he has for the music and for the production is what encapsulates that vibe and then it's translated onto the beat that that's my interpretation of it yeah yeah that's yeah. a summary of it yeah. uh so then uh general cave uh if you would uh, allow me just to backtrack i wanted to know a little bit more about how you stumbled across this talent that you're now harnessing uh talent being music production uh graphic designing where did it all begin for you where did you find out or when or how that this is something that you wanted to do and how did you improve upon it just take us to your first recollection of production music all that okay so um my story starts i should take my life back like 10 years back down the line when i actually used to hear my neighbor like playing uh instruments loud in his room so like i would go there and find out what he was up to and you'd explain to me he was making an instrument of some sort so that um i took interest in that because it looked pretty interesting like listening to tracks to music listening to 50 cent game back in the days like i i, I would feel the instrumentals i knew about dr dre and actually looking and seeing someone actually doing this caught my attention Uh, so I asked my 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 friend uh, that was Romeo by his name to give me the software and just teach me the basics of how this was done mm. and he actually took interest to tell me oh, when you try out something uh, come and sample it to me tomorrow and and the like so we uh, I would go home 
try this thing out get frustrated wake up the following day try this out you know what i mean huh? mm-hmm. and then when i reached the point where by like i really got frustrated and stopped uh he he continued inviting me to his place and sampling me his stuff no don't skip over that you you stopped um enlighten my uh, the audience and myself on <coughs> on what made you stop why did you decide to stop you know making instrumentals making beats is not as simple as it seems mm-hmm. it's a very complicated process you know what i mean so like i got frustrated because i wasn't making anything as professional as i, as I thought i would be making at maybe at one week or two weeks into starting you know what i mean so yeah. when when <coughs> when you are faced with this decision of stopping this was how long after you had taken up this hobby maybe like a month i should have been at a month yeah so like i actually stopped you know what i mean then one day i go to his place then he plays me some hot shit man mm-hmm. like he plays me this song that he just did yeah we used to record like on those headphone mics you know i would be there seated watching them do this you know what i mean mm. then he was, he was like ah, have you been making anything of late then i'm like ah, no i haven't then at that point he gave me one project that he was working on that wasn't complete so like i took that project i saw like the way he was arranging things and stuff and then that's how now i started like learning from it you know what i mean yeah so after i put that project away i made one project that one project i made uh monza tembo me so rest in peace and i never heard about it yeah. that's how they came to me like yo give us this instrument you know what i mean mm. so like that actually motivated me now to continue continue working on your craft yeah like working on the craft so like i started working working on that did a couple of tracks on my beats yeah and then that's the time uh years passed i went to lusaka i worked with kb you know him yeah yeah so by that time you had already at least polished yeah i polished up myself at that point i worked with mr kb shout out kb black chili yeah black chili my name that's how we actually met (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah good times man good times so yeah um due to our first life in Osaka at some point again I stopped yeah I stopped at, at uh, making these things but yeah I I inspired a, a number of people one or two I can I don't know if I should mention them but no I think I'll just hold it back mm-hmm. who actually actually have started the craft because of me you know what i mean so like when i got back from lusaka i came back here my name was to like around town no calf 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 you know what i mean mm. so like i continued like now this time i actually took it to a different level like i now started learning the art i'll go online read about this read about that watch videos about how these big guys make their drum kits how to make melodies how to mix and master like your sound to just come out to like that perfection why it can be used up to international standard mm-hmm. yeah so um uh, I, i'm assuming or i'm just following the journey here or you you stumbled up uh, upon this uh, hobby making beats producing you made a little bit of a name uh, yeah people were rocking with you some people were using your beats now i want uh you to take us through the <laughs> I want you to take us through the the thinking process behind you making this more than a hobby because obviously you're, you're a banker by profession yeah yeah I am that's yeah. right 
Um, yeah. So then, how do you decide to make this? Okay, I'm going to do seriously, not just as a hobby, to make it a business, something sustainable, profitable. What's the thinking process behind the that? The thinking process is actually, yeah, the, um, that has been running through my mind. But um, to be honest with you, I haven't yet started thinking of distributing my, my instrumentals for a price. Mm-hmm. That's because I feel there's two more that I need to give to an artist for the value of money, probably that they are going to offer. You know what I mean? Huh? Mm-hmm. So like what I want is like to get an outreach because when I'm making instrumentals, right, I, 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 I meditate too. Mm-hmm. The, the mood yeah. of the day is going to determine what I'm going to make. And to that, probably like there's those artists that I look up to that probably I would want to make something for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I'm trying to reach that standard of whereby I can capture a certain uh, class of people or mm-hmm. artists who are going to now recognize the art, you know what I mean? Uh, recognize the value of your art yeah. and pay. So like for now, um, that's why I'm like working with uh, the artists of uh, the label that are there right now mm-hmm. and actually dropping like I've dropped a beat tape uh, which was which is doing fine on Audio Mac. What's the name of the beat tape? Um, <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah okay that was like a sleep of the mind mm-hmm. um i've produced too much stuff so like you know my head has been overflowing with like all other projects but the name of the beat tape was actually storyteller um it had uh different genres of beats uh hip-hop uh, afro trap but the surprising thing is after i dropped the, the thing it had like about a hundred plays like in less than 12 hours I should say yeah. and I had messages coming like all the bits on the table actually like distributed like to artists yeah yeah but since I'm not a producer so I don't understand what's the point of putting out a beat thing um to motivate artists you know what I mean and to like you're just sending you're sending out your, your sound you know what I mean? You're sending out your work without someone else to add more value to it. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be value itself alone without the vocal on it. Because sometimes you give a bit to someone, then they'll spoil it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The person on the track is going to probably, people are going to skip that track because the person on it is not good enough. Oh, I you know see, what I mean? I see. So if they listen to the beat alone, they'll be like, ah, okay, this is fire. Then the, the artists themselves will be motivated, which again is an advantage because I'm getting my, my, my logo on these beats going out. Mm. So hypothetically, if I was an artist, I go to audio mark, I stumble, uh, I stumble upon your, your, your beat tape. I get inspired and motivated. I take one of those beats. I make a hit record and make millions or thousands, hundreds of thousands. Are you suing me for what? You're not suing me? No. You won't demand anything? It's a, it's a free tape. I'm not going to demand anything. Okay. Okay. I, I just wanted to hear the perspective. Because others yeah. will be like, oh, it's my beat. No, like for, for, for you to like think about doing something for free, then means you don't have to add any limitations to it. 
Yeah. It's free. That's why I like free, free, free. Anyone can use it. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm currently working with uh, Shorts, uh, King Zeb and uh, Drew and a few other random artists. But uh, my, my, uh, most, uh, most of my, my abilities, I should say, and works are going into the works of uh, Shorts and Drew because uh, we are dropping some tapes soon, uh, mixtapes and an EP. So that's why I'm basing most of my works right now. But apart from that, it's just uh, random works, nothing too serious that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a two-part question. The first part is, um, could you tell us a bit more on what we could expect from the tapes that you're currently working on with Drew and Shots? And the second part of the question is, um, what are some of the challenges that you face just in terms of building your brand, and studio, everything, the challenges and how you overcome them. Okay, uh, talking about the tapes, I really can't explain much about the content of the tapes because that's well understood by the artists themselves. I just simply just want to bring out quality work, like bring out the best in them. So for me, as in, I'm going to supply instrumentals here, but the written content, the ideas, that's all about them then I'll have to do a good job on the mixing and mastering. But furthermore, um, coming to promotion, we'll have to do like part of the promotion ourselves, but we're involving like um, a number of people online, like uh, people on Instagram, on YouTube, who at least can circulate the word because um, they are more well experienced in the, that part of the, the industry. Yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Okay, if you can tell us more, at least just give the listeners out there just um, what the sound uh, what, is. It going to be Afro pop, hip hop? Is it going to be what can they expect in that? Oh, regard? you mean the the genres? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to expect trap, a trap soul, hip hop, R and B, because okay. Uh, talking about shorts, shorts is more of an R&B pop type of guy. Yeah. So we're going to expect more of singing and melodies, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Then talking about Drew, Drew is more of the rapper who wants, the lyricist guy, the one who wants to be heard like he's a rapper, rapper. So bars. He, yeah, he's all about the bars. Yeah. So yeah, uh, his work will be mostly hip hop, but he's got a few features of people who are coming in with the R&B element just to spice up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Give it that feel. Yeah. Um, okay. Now take us through the, the, some of the hurdles that you encounter, uh, when expanding your brand, uh, with anything, any sort of challenges that you face and how do you overcome them so that at least the people listening out there, upcoming producers, upcoming brand owners can sort of, uh, have a hint <coughs> of what to expect. Well, um, music-wise, there's so many challenges, right? Because um, I, for one, pictured myself doing music as a business, mm-hmm. you know, right? And then I would select a few people, for example, like I selected a few who I would work with. Like I've seen the talent and these people can go somewhere. Then I would say I'm working with these people for free mm-hmm. just to like build their reputation and stuff. And yours? 
<laughs> it's a two way thing. It's a two way if, thing. If if one person gets popular, the other one gets popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the 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 biggest challenge is um the fact that people actually them knowing you and hearing about you assisting others mm-hmm. will come with that basis of ah va general driver ko kuriko da fetchimo you know what i mean yeah. and then none of them at the end of the day is going to leave any token of appreciation you know that uh, yeah. and then the second challenge is how do you overcome that then how 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 are you able to maintain that relationship where where you can still address yourself freely without feeling like you know yeah sort of blocking them or something like that yo you just have to put the status on busy my guy <laughs> <laughs> just just put the status on busy <laughs> Uh, because um you know time is money you know what i mean because uh, many people do come to tell me like yo we've heard what you do with sample your work why don't you start charging you know what i mean uh, i'm one of those yeah so uh, yeah you you've been my loyal customer at least you know what i mean <laughs> but many people do come to tell me you've been one of them like oh, why don't you charge for this and that you know what i mean but the thing is you tell people like i'm starting to charge but still i don't know just that element of them just knowing me mm-hmm. for a long time because this is my town and yeah. and you know how it is most of the people around here are my friends and sometimes is that element of just okay let me just do it because these people are going to like talk behind my back or we just start having bad blood with people over simple things like this yes yeah and then um the second challenge is the same one that i talked about i think before the one of people knowing me around here mm-hmm. so it's very difficult for for people to like pay up or stuff and then the other ones we talk about it's marketing mm-hmm. by artists themselves what by you'd produce a song for someone and then they get back to you and start oh no can you post it for me can you do this for me and then they expect you to invest in an art that they did themselves yeah so but you in that sense or in that regard for you the job is done once you record the track but they still come back for marketing advice and things of that nature yeah that's that's the problem it's the same as you Mr. Shizo we do this podcast together and then for example like i record it and then after we finish then you come back to me like yo mr kaf can you post it for me put it for me on this side on this side and that side yeah. when this leaves the producer's hands mm-hmm. it becomes your your burden you know what i mean yeah. unless maybe we're talking about maybe it's a contract that's been signed under a record label because those contracts do carry a lot of things as marketing and other other things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like for example if it's just any random gym and jack that comes to record i wouldn't expect this person to ask me to put that to post for to them post on them. your platform because you've already been building. exactly and the, the thing that hurts the most is what but you do some work for someone and you you actually feel this work has got the potential to be heard somewhere mm-hmm. and this person just shares it amongst his friends and keeps it in his phone oh he doesn't do the proper exactly. marketing that's he didn't put in much effort into it mm, i see yeah so then um since as you are the producer of the mexican brand and you do graphic design and all that uh how is the the or how are the the duties allocated amongst the group members so for instance since you are a producer and you are elaborate i know that you're always <laughs> in the studio so then 
who's in charge of the let's say marketing and taking it out and posting in in uh, within the Mexican context within the Mexican context actually like the whole marketing and funding and uh, posting all that is done by Monza Jack that's big Jack he's one who's uh, uh, been given that task to carry out those uh, kind of things like posting the tracks financing probably budgeting uh-huh. yeah he's one who's involved in that and then we have um, the rest of the guys mostly are artists that's akin zeb zebra nirenda he's an artist but yeah he, he does help out in writing out agendas probably if uh, planning implementation mm-hmm. okay we we, uh, we can say like amongst all of us we practically like almost have equal roles yeah but what just comes to just differentiate most of the people is the talent and ability in something that we carry out you know what i mean mm-hmm. if there's an artist within the group he's going to benefit from that because there's a producer in the group so yeah but with other people because we don't actually just want to tie up everyone to like force them to become an artist mm-hmm. there's obviously group talks we do sit down and talk about business ventures that's why now like the mexican now comes into um doing shows parties and stuff like that that's why now everyone else comes to jump in like aka um uh, mr ricky mulenga kafuelu there and then we've got mr josiah there as well mm-hmm. and myself that's why now we sit down and then now we organize these things those who are going to run around uh looking for the place negotiating with the owners of the place then we have we help each other marketing uh, marketing the the whole events as giving flyers and stuff like that and then even just the whole usual thing like security who is going to bring some more people to help us like ensure Manage, this order yeah yeah manager so i should just say everyone is a part of this whole thing that we are in together yeah yeah and that's that's wonderful to see because um on 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 this podcast would like we like bringing people who have a story to tell people who have an artistic background people who have a passion and people who are just willing to change the <coughs> excuse me just to change the status quo of things especially in an artistic way uh, and challenge the 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 boundaries that society has set on us we want to do things differently we want to stimulate the culture So yeah, that's why we have Mr. Cove here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, um mostly we can say most most things are actually better done um if you value time. Mm-hmm. Actually time management is important thing because we only have 24 hours a day and probably let's just say 8 hours of that is sleep. Yeah. So now it's up to you to re- use the remaining hours. In a, in a in a good way you know what i mean because you've got friends you've got leisure you've got work you've got music so like on top of that for me exact like for example for me i sleep quite late because probably i have to go overnight mixing mm-hmm. music then probably i would have to start doing some art on photoshop and stuff like that yeah so if i find out be sleeping at 0102 and getting up in the morning and act like i slept at 20 <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen that is the passion that i'm talking about <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so remember in the beginning I was talking about how, how I had preconceived notions about you. You may have preconceived notions about others. What's your take on that whole thing? Because we don't really know people in this life. Even the people we know, we don't know them. But basically what I'm trying to get at is for those people who have preconceived notions about you, whether good or bad, uh, does that affect your outlook on stuff and the way you act and the way you behave? I'm sure you've heard people tell you that, oh, uh, General Cav, this person said this about you, this person said that, this is what they think about you, this is what... How does that affect you, if at all? Uh, <laughs> the funny part is this doesn't affect me, you know what I mean? Mm. What matters the most to me is how I carry out myself and actually what I do, the good or bad I do, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I, I feel um, it would be more painful like to be judged over something an action that I have actually done than an action that has just come out as a formulation by someone, you know what I mean? Mm. So like whatever people think, you know, everyone has got a free will to think about anything the way they want to, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. So uh, to say, I'm not driven by what people think because I think what's more important is to actually just focus on what myself I think about, what I want to achieve or what I want to do or who I want to be or what I want to do at the moment. So mm -hmm. those things actually don't really matter to me, man. Mm -hmm. So basically they can think whatever they want, you just continue doing you. And the funny part is I actually don't even think about them thinking about me, thinking about what they want to think. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like um, for those listening out there, if you watch Breakfast Club interviews or Hot 97, in the Hot 97 studio, there's a, a sign behind that that reads we don't care what you think about us we don't think about you at all yeah i think so. i need i need to copy that one then. <laughs> i'm copying that one that, i wish i could get a tattoo or like or a shirt yeah. no, i think i'll print it on a shirt on so a like, shirt huh? wherever i walk like people like read it that's yeah. if they know how to read yeah we don't care what you think about us because we don't think about you at all so um, yeah, uh, you don't care what people, but how do you get your motivation? Because sometimes um, you need to be taught that you can't do this as a, as a creative or as an artistic person. You need to be taught you can't do this so that you just, you prove them wrong. Does that come sort of like a motivation to you, if you know what I mean? Um, not at all. My drive, actually, my main drive of anything actually comes from my family, you know what I mean? Mm. That's uh, mostly from my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. The way like they have built me or made me to become is be a strong person and not to give up at anything, you know what I mean? And believe anything is possible. And many a time do I face many challenges, you know what I mean? And they'll always be there to actually even maybe like give me those challenges mm. to see whether I can stand the storm, you know what I mean? Whether you can overcome Exactly. Them. So like, yeah, it's mostly like real inspiration for my mom and dad. Big shout out to them. So speaking of your family, sorry for interrupting you. Uh, how many are you apart from parents? How many kids? It's just like um, three kids. Three kids? Yeah. And you're the what? I'm the last one. I'm also the last one. Last <laughs> one, gang. Last born, gang. <laughs> I knew that. I just wanted you to say it on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, last born. Yeah, I'm the last born. 
um, do you adhere to the stereotypes that people? No, 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 not at all, man. Mm. Like last ones are spoiled, they're brats and stuff like that. No, they're yo. lazy, they're baby. No, you know, you know, I've come to realize like maybe this will offend many people, but I think last ones are actually the strongest people of the family. How so? I have my reasons. I would like to hear them. No, I can't give you my reasons. You might just steal them. Okay, I'm also a last born. <laughs> what so do you think? let me give one reason and you also give one. I think the 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 uh to what you're saying that our last bonds are the strongest, I would say that could be true in a sense of like for me we are four in our family. Okay. I'm the fourth. So with the first three, I could look at the things that they let me not say did wrong, but the place where that their mishaps or something that they did wrong i can uh, that they did wrong pardon me i can look at those experiences and avoid them so basically i can look at the firstborn track his whole life and see where he went wrong or where he didn't do something and they, they tell these things to me so i think uh, being a last born helps you in a way that um you are able to see what the people before you did and avoid those mistakes and just Carve out a different route for yourself. Yeah, well, okay. For me, I just say we actually come collected and carry, man. That's like really, really more important. Because mm-hmm. as far as you're concerned, mm-hmm. probably the middle child, right, won't care as much if something happened about the last one. You know what I mean? They'll be like, no, mom and dad are going to Sorry. care for him. But mm-hmm. the last child will always be considerate about the happenings of everyone else above them that's yeah. his older siblings and his mom and dad yeah 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 you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not talking about strength like strength like strongness but we do go through a lot of things you know what i mean and we carry like so much weight i should say yeah but all in all uh what we're trying to say is that every member of the family is important we're just uh particularly focusing on the last bonds because we're last born so we're not trying to say last bonds are more special than first no, the for, middle child is this yeah but actually i'm a last born so i have to support that the whole thing you know <laughs> what i mean i can't start supporting someone why i don't stand i'm supposed yeah. to start support why i stand so that's why yeah it may be the first born maybe the second born maybe the last born but for me since i'm the last one i'm going to support the ground that this last born are the strongest people yeah Another thing that I, I I can't shy away from asking because after all we're in Zambia, parents don't really uh, support their children when they are when they engage in the arts. How was that for you? Were they supportive of your art, or were they say okay do school first then? How was it? Yo, like you've said it, man. You know the parents always come with school first, hustle later. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's just just been that thing that I used to do behind closed doors. I should just say like late up to I should just say maybe like end of last year. Yeah. Did my parents come to know like I do record and you know they would see me like spending so much time on my PC and headphones and stuff like that, but they never actually knew you know what I mean not until they say in the mics and the speakers then they're like okay yeah, this guy is going to they ask me about it I'm like yeah I do something you know what I mean. Mhm. Cause sometimes maybe you get home then mom is like ah mas mana Mike ah mwisa mumpeta ko something you know what I mean then sometimes they be like oh mama made something you know get something for some talk time you know what I mean yeah yeah at yeah, least yeah. that way they feel motivated like this person is just not wasting his time on 
on on his passion okay there's passion that you you can love doing something but it's wasting your time and it's not earning you anything yeah everyone has to eat at the end of the day yeah so like you can't just do something you love and not earn anything mm-hmm. you need to figure out a way of how it's going to sustain you somehow yeah with people like Lil Wayne you know what I mean mm-hmm. the likes of 50 cent those people are using that passion and just leaving them the high life you know what I mean mm-hmm. so what makes another thing no just because I'm doing what I love and you're not making anything you're very comfortable so now I'm doing what I love no it's not supposed to be that way yeah so there you have it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages that was episode 16 of the podcast with shizzo with our special guest general cav uh before i close this out uh general cav do you have any closing remarks any piece of advice to anybody and everybody listening out there uh well my advice is just just be determined do the best at what you can be passionate about what you're doing love what you're doing work hard at it and uh for me i'm a christian so just put god first yeah and uh, respect older people <laughs> uh is that all anything else uh you can tell them where they can find you on social media uh you can tell them about upcoming projects yeah okay now you can catch us on facebook uh the page is the mexicans but my private page is kavnika one name only Uh, on Twitter we go by the Mexican 6 and on uh, Instagram we go by the Mexicans 5 as for the projects um if you follow those pages you'll be updated frequently because we normally post anything new that we are about to drop there so you can keep updated from there yeah uh so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages if you've been listening to this podcast previously you would know that we have a segment called the lost joe segment and basically what happens in this segment is that you the listener get to interact with us by way of sending in any form of artistic expression that you have you can send in your song paintings written word whatever piece of artistic expression it may be if it's dope send it to culturalstimulation at gmail.com i repeat culturalstimulation at gmail.com that's our email you can send that through and we'll showcase it on the lost jewel so um it's only right that since we have a producer in the house we have a musician we have a creative we'll just let them showcase one of their artistic pieces so mr cav uh, for this episode's lost jewel segment What do you have for us? Uh well, I've just got a song that I recently did. It all just started as a joke, man. I just freestyled the chorus and then everyone just wanted to get serious with it. So, uh, actually we um had to do it, compile it and we came up with some work. The track is actually named Overzealous because I am an overzealous person. And uh, well, well, on the track uh there's me on it and the chorus and the second verse. Then I've got King Zeb on the first verse and Shots on the third verse and backing of the chorus. And I'm actually surprised for the listeners out there because he doesn't really get on many tracks. He's usually behind the boards. So I was <laughs> I was happy to see him come out of his comfort zone and just uh express another side of him. So yeah, here you have it. Uh the Lost Jewel segment episode 16 of the podcast with Shizo over Zelas. <laughs> General Cap featuring 
Shorts and King Zeb. And King Zeb. We are here. I've been over Zillas with my grandma. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grandma. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grandma. Yeah. I trace my hustle back to 8th grade Start down low to the upgrade Too many haters they pray I'm dead I keep pushing till I gain The way down the streets to the ways that I speak To the dream that I keep, always feel asleep Grinding all day, make it all yeah I got the money, I can't see why it's sunny Chalo cha seva na wikute, chalo cha menonga wikuche Chawe me palianga wikuche, chawe me palianga wikuche Chawe me palianga wikuche I'm living this life in a bag I fully cover like the bag I showing love to the haters, keep it real In a cinema, make I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grind. I've been rapping my city, I've been rocking that Fendi Never try just to offend me I'm a certified general on the beat, on the streets When I pull up to your spots, call it spots All oh, my homies riding dirty, all my homies almost loaded Yeah, my homies, they be ready to steal Your heart, your spot, your game, your lame I came to win, to shine, to grind I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. I've been over Zillas with my grind. Yeah. Like it's 2009 I would take the broad and then I make her mine But she a digger and the boys know the mine Ain't no drama so we mute you know the drum Name shots but we bottle down the rum I need the dough like a bakery or some Talking of broads, mine's a bomb, she or some Yeah, yeah. <laughs>